0: Or you're doing something like dry aging, let's say, of, uh, of beef or something like that, where you're gonna have some sort of moisture or material kind of. How do you account for that for, from a system perspective to capture your cost? Because now, what was X amount of dollars per pound?
1: Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people
2: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the WBS podcast. I'm Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at the independent ERP and digital transformation consulting firm Elevate IQ. What is a better choice? Go for a well-known horizontal solution or opt for a vertical solution that can provide the last mile functionality. What if you could get the best of both worlds? and that's where Aptine just food is super handy built on microsoft VC platform it provides one of the best interfaces out there and then it has all the bells and whistles that you might need for the food business including support for Aptine. so which customers would be the right fit for Aptine just food in today's episode we invited a panel of industry experts for a live discussion on linkedin to conduct an independent review of aptian just foods capabilities we covered many grounds including the best of breed capabilities of just food solution which would have the best of microsoft and aptian while getting support from aptian finally we discussed the food specific features and how involved food traceability could get that only solutions such as Aptine Just Food could handle. With that, let's get to the conversation. Hello everyone, welcome to today's show. And if you are uh, joining for the first time, this is part of our industry series for which we meet every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. We review one vendor or the solution. And for today, we have a very interesting solution called Aptine uh, Just Food. And we have reviewed a lot of different products from AppTeen. So this is going to be a fun uh, one as well. Uh, Before we do that, we are going to start with everybody's intros. I am going to start with my intro. If you don't know me, I'm your host, Seb Gupta, principal at Elevate IQ. Elevate IQ is the independent ERP and digital transformation concerning firm. On that note, I am going to move to Dave for his intro.
0: Thanks, Sam. Hey, everybody. My name is Dave Chrysler, and I own an operations consulting business, working with leaders in manufacturing and distribution, helping them through business process optimization and systemizing their businesses. I come to you with more than 20 years of various operational leadership roles, uh, which includes uh, several ERP implementations. So excited to be here with you, Sam.
2: Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for uh, being here, uh, Dave. And if you are in the audience and joining for the first time, um, make sure you guys post your questions and uh, comments. We typically try to cover them during the show. If you run out of time, then we will make sure that you are going to receive your answers. On that note, Dave, I am going to start with the quick commentary related to this solution. We are going to cover AppTeen's corporate strategy, how they like to play in the market. Everybody sort of has their own cards in terms of how they play. So we are going to review that and we are going to review how this solution compares with many different products that they have in their portfolio. And <laughs> the other comparable solutions that we have. So in this particular case, uh, this is um, aptine uh, Just Food. And aptine overall, uh, you know, from the corporate strategy perspective, they have many different layers. The way they like to attack the market, number one is going to be the strategy very similar to your Infor, Apicor, where they are trying to sell the package solution. Meaning they want to control everything. Nobody should get it in the deal how exciting that is right <laughs> that's what every erp vendor out there wants because they can do that uh okay so in the case of 15 obviously that's exactly what they are trying to do now in um, this particular case there's a slightly different twist overall from their market strategy so AppTeen, obviously, they want to create the package solution, but they are not as powerful, at least at this point of time, like in for Apicore. So they also have the side strategy, okay? The side strategy is going to be where they can also sell the follow-on, the add-on products. So in this particular case, this is a very interesting play because they acquired an add-on on top of Microsoft Dynamics Business Central. Can you believe that, okay? (laughs) Which, in my mind, is very exciting because the reason why, and I'm actually going to like this product, Dave, okay? And this is the first time you are going to find me liking something, you know, that is going to be a similar product like this. And the reason why I like this is because typically, you know, anything that is going to have a thick add-on, I'm going to say big no-no, okay? Uh, But in this particular case, you have... An add-on from one of the most reputed vendor out there, so that's why I kind of like it. Okay, so we are going to discuss that. Before we do that, Andy, do you wanna quickly? Hey, I'm so know?
3: sorry for getting that's on late, guys.
2: okay. Oh my
3: goodness, you wouldn't believe what kind of crazy things are going on. I did that. I had that presentation to the Apex thing last night, and I just been bombarded with stuff that I. Oh, I'm so sorry. My name's Andy Pratico. I've been in ERP software for longer than any of you have been alive, and including you two. And I've worked all over North America. I've worked with over a thousand manufacturers, and I uh, I also teach people how to evaluate and uncover the truth about ERP software. Thank you for having me.
2: Of course, thank I'm not you, for short and Sweet. Thank you so much for being here, Andy. <laughs> and obviously you are receiving a lot of traffic because of your exciting presentations and good feedback. I guess
3: or else or yeah. I I, I fool what the, what is what does the Barnum and Bailey say? You can fool them some of the time and whatever's that, wherever that goes.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Dave has a comment there. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that one, now that that must have been before my time,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, was exactly.
3: The, the, exactly. Yeah, Neanderthal time, I think.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Andy, so we were discussing about this particular solution. I don't know if yeah. you're familiar with this one. I think you made a comment last time. I think that was related to this solution.
3: Yes, I did. Okay. I made the
2: mistake. Yes, That's I did. That's completely okay. Okay. As long that as. That was the, the one
3: time I made a mistake, did, Sam. Exactly, the one
2: time. Yeah, yeah. Andy can never make a mistake, I tell you that. Okay. <laughs> (laughs) So, in this particular case, this is an add-on on on top of Microsoft Business Central, and I believe Apteen has I. So, is it only only tied to SAP B1, nothing else? No, this one is not tied to SAP B1 at all. This one is tied to Microsoft (sighs) Business Central. Oh, Business Uh, Central, I'm sorry. Yeah, Business Central, yeah. uh, I think you are still thinking about Batmaster. It's an ISV. <laughs> um, so this is not an ISV, this was the ISV acquired by Epteen. Uh, so oh, okay. this yeah, so this is a recent acquisition by Epteen. Uh for the most part, the way they have operated in the market, my understanding was that they only wanted to acquire the full suite ERP so that is going to let them sell the ERP. The full package solution, the way Infor and Apicor um, operates in the market. But in this particular case, they did acquire an add-on on on top of Microsoft Business Central. And they own that. They are mentioning that it has very similar strategy because they can still sell the follow-on products on top of AppTeen. And Microsoft, in general, is a very different beast, the way Microsoft works. Okay. So, Microsoft is not necessarily an ERP vendor, the way their corporate strategy is. They don't even provide the support for any of the smaller partners. So, right. if you are, unless you are something like Avanad, obviously that is a very large consulting firm owned by Accenture probably, uh, you know, you are not going to get attention of Microsoft because you don't have enough revenue on license, okay? So if you are a customer buying a Microsoft product, obviously, you are not going to receive as much attention as you might be to get from some of the other vendors. And that's why probably Appteen wanted to acquire this one, because these customers are not going to get the support from Microsoft. Appteen, the way their market strategy is, they want to earn the services, which is slightly counterintuitive from most of the ERP vendors that we like to operate. Aptian is a very different company in general. So they are not only trying to focus on the licensing revenue they want to earn based on support, they want to sell the follow on products. So they have a very mixed strategy the way they are operating in the market at this point of time. I don't know what they are going to do in the long term, even after their breakup with Vista Equity, which was a very recent event, <laughs> okay? I have not seen any changes. In fact, they are the only company, ERP company at this point of time, that is acquiring products in 2023, where none of the enterprise software companies are acquiring the, uh, the company. So which is very interesting. And I don't know how they are going to uh, sort of move forward in the future. But at this point of time, they are definitely uh, moving in the same direction that they were moving with this Equity when they were with them. Very so uh,
3: interesting observation,
2: yeah. Uh, any other experiences or the commentary you guys might have? Well, Oh, I, I've ran into
3: them a few times. I mean, you know, it's obviously guess what the software is designed for just food that was supposed to be funny,
2: yeah, um, exactly. <laughs>
3: but it it's might not specific
2: be specific industry that <laughs> they've got a good following. <laughs> but Andy, once you actually review their other product, it might not be as funny. The reason oh. for that is because they are also targeted for food. <laughs> oh, no, you're so, kidding, okay. This is just food, wait. and are they supposed to be also food? I don't know. <laughs> also food? That is, or, or
3: <laughs> just food. It's like just toys. Just, okay, food for us. How's that?
2: Yeah. By the way, they have another product called BC Food. I don't know when they are reviewing that. Oh, no. <laughs> I think they they acqu- acquired both of the competitors. You know, oh, how no. exciting is that? Really? <laughs> what an industry we're in exactly exactly okay any other comments before i move to the slides uh dave andy no yeah looking forward to it yeah awesome guys. um so let's review some of the commentary here so this is the ftn food and beverage erp runs on the microsoft Dynamics 3 central um and this is the the shocking part because it's <laughs> yeah it's weird because ftn is a decent-sized company a to be honest been a bit. in the hen house. <laughs> Sorry, what said Andy? The fox is in the hen house. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why Microsoft would allow this deal, to be honest, because obviously they have a large chunk of ERP market share. But Microsoft also has a very different strategy because obviously they are primarily the infrastructure company. They want to sell more and more Azure. Uh, yes, they are competing with their own customers. <laughs> Most of them are actually on Microsoft infrastructure. So they are competing with pretty much everybody. And that's why I don't see Microsoft as as the ERP company in general, uh, you know, the way they are operating in the market. And that's probably the reason why they have allowed this deal. If this was their bread and butter, then they would not let their competitors compete in this one. And most likely a team is competing with Microsoft as well. But Microsoft is probably competing with pretty much everybody in the market. Um, so again, very, very, very interesting play in general. Uh, mind-blowing. Um So here they are saying to provide the accessibility, scalability, and reliability. Uh, A lot of ability there, uh, that you, (laughs) Andy's joke, that you expect from uh, your business management software. It is built on Microsoft Dynamics. Uh, It integrates with other Microsoft products you use every day, because it was supposed to be Microsoft product uh, to begin with. Uh, I think they
3: need they need they need some new marketing people.
2: I think. I don't know. I mean, I think they are doing a pretty good job. Okay. I'm they, I'm sure they They are. they converted blue product into yellow, Andy. Okay, so that's Did marketing. They, <laughs> they have well, to. Well, that. F C N is supposed to be yellow, Andy. It cannot be blue. You know, I
3: heard. You know, I'll tell you a stupid story. I heard this yesterday <laughs> from a marketing
2: person. You know, the reason
3: why McDonald's golden arches are yellow. Yeah. Because apparently the color
2: yellow makes you hungry. Interesting, and is that the reason why Aptin everything I, that they must do be. They, is yellow? Food. food, hungry. Yeah, I am very ERP hungry right now. I want so much ERP <laughs> in my life. I cannot tell you how much ERP I want in my life. Oh
3: man, I can just count down right now. I'll tell you. That, <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Thank you so much, Andy. <laughs> Okay, guys. So here we,
0: we have
2: are
3: not audience. Sometimes we are serious. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> we have
2: to be, right? We are in the ERP business. We have so to we're be in serious. A serious ERP
0: business. <laughs> serious <laughs> <right>. ERP
2: business. <laughs> that's right. Um Okay, moving right along. So here they are saying FTN, food and beverage ERP ensures forecasting, planning, and budgeting accuracy obviously that's a lot of marketing right there our team of project managers business analysts and solution architects have decades of food industry experience very interesting okay have deployed hundreds of impatience and know the importance of a strong financial foundation so obviously that's a lot of marketing i don't see anything any substance there unless you guys see something there that i should pay attention to Okay, so obviously they do have a lot of features from the food and beverage perspective. They are really important and it's built on top of BC. That's what excites me because BC as the core product does not have all of these. It's going to have some of the ingredients which are going to be friendlier for food and beverage uh, business, whether you talk about food and beverage distribution and typically FMCG distribution is going to be very different from your industrial distribution. And that's what we have been talking about in during our reviews. So BC as a product is very uh, friendlier to your FMCG distribution. And now you are going to layer in the food and beverage functionality. That's what makes it very strong in general. And by the way, I mean, the reason why EFTN obviously acquired this product is because they were really strong. And then obviously this product had a lot of inspiration. There's no question about that. People who love Microsoft Business Central, they bought this because they were getting the Microsoft. Uh, Obviously, just food is not going to say that this is just food. They are going to say that this is Business Central. (laughs) That's how they have always commercialized. (laughs) Um, Depending upon, you know, how thick the add-on is, that's how most ISVs operate. So I don't know whether AppTeen is right now selling it as Business Central. That could be a tricky situation to be in. Because obviously, Apteen is a very serious ERP company. Um, So here, they are saying uh, leverage traceability, scheduling in quality functionality to optimize your compliance efforts with uh, global food safety initiatives and regulations. And overall, when you look at the food traceability, when you look at the forward and backward traceability, when you look at which is that compliance in food... um, uh, this one uh, has up compliance right? up compliance is one of the most common ones in the food and obviously they are very serious overall the way the industry works in general. So and HACCP does require a lot of compliance built in, including your forward and backward traceability and that's the reason why companies such as your Flax, QAD, the sage X3, they are in the food space because they are going to have the traceability built up as part of the core product. And if you are trying to develop that, good luck with that because it's never going to work. <laughs> so make sure it is going to be part of the product. So here they have some more commentary, warehouse and inventory, manage picks, putaways and containers to easily keep track of inventory and its movement throughout the warehouse. Obviously, that's, again, very generic description there. But I believe the warehouse and inventory, especially if you go into patches such as frozen food, you are going to have slightly unique requirement from the inventory perspective. They are at least going to support the formula and recipe, which is probably going to be need for this space. PLM is probably going to be need for this space. And they don't have the description of that, I guess. And maybe they are trying to provide the Apteen PLM integrated as part of this one. And that's why Apteen was probably uh, interested in this to begin with. Integrate production scheduling and batch management for accurate, more accurate forecasting and cost effective manufacturing. Uh, Then they have R&D and product development use recipe. This is where they have used uh, the word recipe, obviously, uh, and production data to better to test new formulations, invent new products, and discover more efficient production methods. And uh, this is where the functionality is going to be really tricky, especially for food and beverage manufacturers. And if you don't have this as part of your product, most likely you are going to struggle with the product because the way the formulas and recipe work, they are very different from any other assembly-centric bombs or your discrete centric bombs so make sure you are going to have the formulation supported And some of the food verticals may not have as complex formulations in general, but it does get very complex in terms of the way the process moves overall throughout these stages and the way the changes you are going to be needing as one of the ingredient is going to change because of, let's say, catch weight or weight loss. And catch weight is one of the major piece of functionality that you are probably going to require in this. Any comments? I can take those or I can move to the next comment. No, I
3: mean, you know, the whole thing that's different. I mean, obviously, you're talking about this type of a manufacturer. The terminology gets to be a lot different. Instead of a bill of material, it's a recipe. And, of course, formulation is because they're, they're, they've are they're they actually, usually the companies that use this type of software have scientists. And they're doing continual testing and percentages. And it's uh, it gets to be quite, it's very different than your discrete manufacturing processes, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, exactly. But I would not be shocked if I found an ERP salesperson who is trying to sell their bonds. Uh, as basically, I mean, they are all it Happens same, all right, the candy? time. <laughs> Happ- no, go away, Sam, go away.
3: <laughs> happens all the time, and I'll tell you what. I I have seen demos <laughs> where all they do is change the word build material to recipe, and they trick people.
2: Yeah. It's crazy. And the sad reality of ERP industry is that you are not going to find anything about the software unless you sign the NDA. Even the resellers are not supposed to talk anything negative about any software whatsoever. So when you are talking to either OEM or resellers, they are not supposed to reveal the weaknesses of the software. That is part of their agreement. So (laughs) good luck in finding things about the software because you are never going to find unless you sign a contract. Multi-million dollar contract. Or
3: buy the software. A year from now, you'll know what the truth is. Exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. Didn't you tell the rest of us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. OK, so here then we have the sales uh, account for trade, rebates and commissions and better manage pricing and customer relationship. And then we have some more commentary here. It says advanced warehouse management handle held device support production scheduling and electronic data exchange. Uh, can choose from a number of available upgrades that can be added to the system at any time So in my opinion, I guess what they are trying to say is all of these products are probably provided by And that is the reason why they have bought this, because these are all add-ons provided by Apteen. And the more add-ons you're going to buy, the more money Apteen is going to make. Um, And that's the reason why they were really interested in uh, this product. Um, Some more commentary here. Uh, And this is very interesting, because even inside the food um verticals, you are going to have very unique patches where you require very specific functionality and you need to make sure that the product is going to support or you need to figure out how you are going to support that functionality because you don't if you don't have that most likely you are not going to get results okay regardless of how expensive your software is going to be doesn't matter guys okay (laughs) so here they are saying if you deal in meat poultry seafood you likely need to account for catch weight. And again, catch weight is going to be very different in each of the verticals, the way catch weight works. But for the most part, the catch weight itself is a very complex problem to solve the way Would catch you, weight works. Can you give me a little insight of what the definition of catch weight is? Yeah. So, and Dave, I don't know if you're going to have any sort of comments on that. No? Okay. So typically the way catch weight works as so for example, let's say if you are dealing with uh, any of the, food industry so let's say if you have a fish that weighs right now i don't know maybe a one kilogram okay by the time it passes the quality test and your test was that it should weigh one kilogram but now the equation changed because the moisture disappeared so whose problem is that and who is going to account for that inventory loss is it going to be the vendor? Because, see, if I'm the vendor, Andy, I'm shipping you, okay? I'm charging you. <laughs> so it's almost yield, I guess. Eh? Different than yield. Yield is a different problem. Yield yeah. is slightly more deterministic. Catch weight is very unpredictable, okay? And how do you fight that 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 war, uh, you know, when Dave is going to say, hey, buddy, I shipped you two kilograms. If you didn't receive, that's not my problem. I already billed you. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> so that's a very interesting problem. Go ahead, Dave.
0: No, I was just gonna say it's a really interesting functionality too. I mean, you know, you talk about kind of going deep into these industry verticals, right? When when we're or when we're talking about solutions. I mean, this is a perfect example because I would venture a guess that there would be several uh software vendors out there that would say, Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> everybody can do that <laughs> when the, when the, No problem you, you sign win. the contract
2: all the problems are going to be solved
0: right
3: here's the trick guys here's the trick when you're talking to a erp salesperson and you say can you do that if they go yeah that means no <laughs> exactly if they say yes that means yes
0: yeah it is
2: interesting functionality though um so yeah yeah. And, uh, you know, catch weight in general is going to be very complex. And the other problem that I wanted to highlight in this particular industry is, and again, what I have heard from the other consultants who were really frustrated that I never want to touch an ERP implementation in this industry. This is coming from the consultant because poor guys,
3: really, they yeah. have to
2: implement it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those darn salespeople <laughs> <talked laughs> over the fence and now it's my... <laughs>
1: The people
2: and I am talking about yeah. ERP consultant who have been in the industry for over 25 years, and they were like, oh, "I'm yeah. never touching this space." Okay, no, and the reason really. why I am not touching this space is because the kind of cuts these meats are going to have, uh, you know, it's very different. So every product is going to be very different. Uh, you could probably say that you know this is probably very similar to any custom shops, uh, but even then, productizing those cuts, uh, you know, how do you sort of create the product model? Uh, that problem exists in a lot of different industries, but in this particular case, it's extremely unique because the way you are going to recognize your inventory the way you are going to account for each of the cuts, I don't know what logic you are going to follow in creating a product unless that is a packaged product that has some sort of barcode with it. well, it's all theoretical right yeah i well yeah, <laughs> I
0: mean, I'm just thinking they're you know kind of tacking onto that same thought process because you think about it from from the process standpoint, I mean, even if you have a a situation um you know internally where you're doing something like dry aging let's say of uh, of beef or something like that where you're gonna have some sort of moisture or material you know kind of how do you account for that for from a system perspective to capture your cost because now you know what was x amount of you know dollars uh you know per pound let's say when when that uh, you know, weight reduction happens right now. You've got a new kind of, uh, you know, same cost. Right. But but uh, uh, um, at a different unit value. So it's this really interesting functionality. I, I think a great example of why uh, you can't always uh, take something stock vanilla and, and turn it into, uh, you know, a chocolate sundae here. I mean, this is really interesting.
3: Are yeah. you using the word vanilla and chocolate sundae as, as euphemisms regarding the fact we're using a just food?
0: I tried, Andy. I mean, I'm not as I'm not as you know quick quick witted uh, as
2: you there are. There you but. go. Had a boy, Dave. Had a boy, Dave. And by the way, I am going to do one Andy's joke today. Okay, so let's say <laughs> if you are trying to find how to the how to be the best stealer, okay, and you want to find an industry where you are not going to have any chances of getting caught, then you should probably attack this industry. The reason wow. for that is because well, nobody can find out that whether, that it <laughs> whether it is because of the moisture or whether it is because of somebody's stole something.
3: You have to be able to run fast, though. What's it? You have to be able to run fast. No,
2: nobody can find out. You don't have to run, Andy, in this particular case.
3: Nobody eventually can blame you.
2: The cream rises to the top eventually. Yeah. I mean, you could technically mention this in the court that, you know what? It was all moisture. Disappeared. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> That's not me. It's moisture. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're having way too much fun, you guys. It's I not, know. Not supposed to be this way. Andy, see, you start the jokes and then I need to follow along, man. <laughs> what can I do? <laughs>
3: It's all good, Dave. It's all good.
2: <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, any other jokes, Dave, or shall I move on to uh, you know some more interesting topics? Yeah, let's like this? Keep going. Okay. So here uh, we have some more commentary. They are saying it can be difficult to assign a class to your raw milk when it is received, as you may not yet be sure when it will be used in. So you need the flexibility to modify that characteristic once you have more information okay so dairy actually goes through a very different process so they are trying to describe a very specific problem of the dairy industry which is very very unique and very different so here they are saying are particularly well served by the integrated real-time metrics that erp offers but that real-time metrics could come from your mes in general i mean if my ot friend dave biffith were, were here then he would be talking about this. And you are going to see a lot more operational technology in the food and beverage industry, in the food industry, because you, you know, that is one way to solve your catch weight problem. Because as the good is moving through your machine, you need to know what is happening to your good, and then you can account for this in real time. That's why operational technology is far more relevant. So I think that's what they are talking about here. But I don't know. If this particular solution is going to have all of those bells and whistles to be able to connect with the machine in real time. And I don't know if it is is the smart idea to sort of connect your ERP with your machines in real time in general. Just because your ERP is a very sensitive, confidential data, very, very rigid in general, you want to keep your operational data separate. In general uh, from the ERP unless you have some sort of reconciliation problem uh, (laughs) which you should be solving from the architecture you know not keeping everything inside ERP so here they are saying recipe-based manufacturing fine-tune their formulations and monitor ingredient levels to achieve excellent product quality and optimal levels Uh, again I don't have any other insights there uh unless you guys have anything that you may want to add okay so if you look at the look and feel and by the way guys i mean see, they did not change the font color to yellow because that would mean that it's probably not going to be visible
3: uh, they so, be hungry?
2: <laughs> so, so i don't know how they are going to read it and <laughs> if they change it to yellow on the gray background so they had to keep the green one. And I don't know if you are hungry or not, Andy. Uh, <laughs> so they I'm have... always hungry, Sam. You are always ERP hungry. I know that. <laughs> but overall, if you look at the functionality, this is not going to be the default functionality that you are going to find inside the BC product. And uh, we have one comment here. We will cover that. Before we move on to the slide and under screen, follow under screen, amazing guy, E N G E R S G R E E N is the last name. Re catch uh, weight, catch weight. It would be interesting to handle the water loss as similar to manufacturing loss, uh, like excess plastic from molding or wood after trimmed to lumber. In my opinion, the reason why catch weight is um, an interesting problem is because it's not as finite as yield. So I think Andy had similar points. In the discrete manufacturing, you are going to have yield. Uh, a lot of things you can control by yield, but here you are not just talking about the loss during your production process. The loss could happen at any point of time, even if Andy is holding the same product for an hour. Yeah, it's
0: environmental, <laughs> environmental variables. It's outside well, it, of the...
3: You know, it, you know, I'll tell you, it, uh, Anders is right as far as the lumber is concerned, because if you think about lumber, the yield is theoretical because you don't know where the nox is going to be or if there's a damage to the wood, and they can't use that. So they'll just, they'll, they'll, they're will they cutting pieces And the actual yield, the the finished product, is not known until they've actually gone through the process.
2: Yeah, but Andy, if you really think about it, the yield is going to be attributable to an operation. So unless, in this particular case, let's say if Andy is holding the product, and you capture Andy as the operation as part of your manufacturing process, you will not be able to capture the yield. (laughs) But I'll be out
3: having a sandwich, so that manufacturing process will probably stop. Well, I, th-
0: I think I think if you think about it from a, a layered perspective, right, you still have a potential yield issue on top of the catch weight issue. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. that that's why, to me, I mean, that's why a specific in that industry, you wouldn't be able to necessarily I mean, – I mean, maybe, right, but uh, you would probably – Lose some visibility by reducing the, you know, your layers from two to one. Um, I don't know how important that would be, but I would imagine if you're a sizable operation, think about some of those large fish mar- uh, markets or something like that, where you're bringing in, you know, thousands of pounds of, of, uh, you know, fresh. Uh, fish I,
2: I would imagine that at some point that visibility would be imperative but Dave, if you really think about it the more you are going to keep these two things separate the more you will be able to predict the catch weight and the more you will be able to account whether this needs to go to a vendor to the insurance company or to you that's company. kind of my point yeah exactly. That,
0: that's exactly my point is
2: is if you co those two things right
0: you, you would lose that visibility and, exactly. and the 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 bigger the operation the more imperative I, I i i feel like it's going to be so yeah it's interesting though yeah so, some similarities but i can I, I for me the differentiator is the fact that even in the wood scenario that is still not an environmental uh, back to your point sam it's still an operation that that you know ultimately dictates what that yield is going to be where the catch weight issue really is Uh, you know, not tied directly to an operation. It's, you know,
2: (laughs) (laughs) exactly. it's it's just different. It's really interesting. Yeah. And uh, again, with any variable, uh, from purely speaking from the operations perspective, I mean, Dave, you are probably going to have far superior commentary than I do, to be honest, in the particular case, uh, because obviously you are the operations guru, but any variables that you have in your process, you want to minimize the impact if you can separate one variable into two, then your predictability, predictability as well as the traceability is the higher. Uh, if you are trying to mix those, then, you know, you are not going to have as much traceability. And- yeah, couldn't agree more awesome so here the functionality that you are seeing overall from the quality perspective a lot of products are going to have that inbuilt but this is provided by your just food add-on uh, it used to be the add-on but right now obviously this is with Aptn. so they are trying to sell this as more of the product you know in this particular case it can be called a product i guess because AppTeen is providing the support. They are probably providing the implementation and you don't have to go to Microsoft at all. So I don't know where you draw the line in terms of what is (laughs) add-on versus...
3: Business Central is only for the
2: accounting? That's not necessarily true, Andy. So Business Central does have very deep supply chain. So the best way, the way I like to think now... A lot of people are asking, okay, where do you draw the line between your ERP versus non-ERP? I think the best way to think about it is how many different sub-ledgers you have as part of your Typically, when you look at the manufacturing CRM, then you are going to have a lot more sub-ledgers in general. If you are trying to limit yourself just with accounting, then if you are simply focusing on your general ledger, then you don't have as much functionality. Now, let's say if we talk about AR, AP, that is still very in the accounting realm. Okay, you are still not going to your operations. But when you get into operations, that's where your inventory is going to be. And inventory itself is going to have three or four different ledgers. In this particular case, you are probably going to have a quality ledger, which is a very different sub ledger than your other sub ledgers that you are going to have because you need to do the accounting of your quality ledger and you need to account appropriately, especially if you are going to have catch weight. Now, I don't know if you want to send catch weight to your CFOs, Because they will faint right there. (laughs) You wanna tell them that? Okay, this was the catch (laughs) weight. We just lost it, guys. Okay. And this is the loss that you can expect all the time. So again, the operational problems are very serious in general. The way manufacturing floor or the logistics or or the supply chain people are going to deal with these things, right? So that's why they need to have the separate sub ledger. So I think thinking from the perspective of subledger is probably going to be the best way of thinking, okay, what is the scope of the ERP in them? And do you really require those subledgers or not, to be honest? In some cases, you probably don't because you probably don't need to send as much data. Your integration is not going to be as complex with your ERP, the re- reconciliation is not going to be as, I don't know if I'm making sense there, Andy, but typically if you think from the uh, perspective of sub-ledgers, how many sub-ledgers are included as part of your ERP, that can dictate the boundaries of ERP, how thick the ERP is or how lean the ERP is. But in this particular case, the business central is used for supply chain. It is used for ARAP it is used oh, for distribution it is, pretty much the whole business central system exactly i think it is also wow. used for the inventory so they are augmenting inventory they are not completely i i, I guarantee that okay they, I, I don't think they have bypassed the inventory they may have bypassed the bombs mm. because the bombs are going to be discrete. so they have to bypass because they have to have the recipe underlying business central is not going to have those objects they don't have recipe inbuilt, so they have to extend that object and create a new functionality. That's how the development works. Okay, so they must have done that. So they are hijacking the bomb functionality, but the core inventory, I think they are simply extending that. I don't think they have hijacked the core inventory. Legend.
0: That's really interesting too. I think from a, a kind of system architecture standpoint, I mean that that would make sense for why for why they're going to maintain why they're going to maintain this with business central versus you know moving it because that integration that piece that object uh, extension I mean that'd be significant development uh to be able to uh reengineer that I would imagine right
2: so when you i mean we are talking about extension of the object but if you really think this from the legal standpoint okay so you have hijacked the functionality but now who's responsible for support <laughs> that's not going to be microsoft Because you hijacked it. (laughs) So that's not part of our Microsoft contract. That's not my deal. (laughs) You have taken over my object, so you deal with it. So now it's not just the development problem. It's also a legal problem. Who is going to provide you the support? Okay, tomorrow, if if there is going to be a lawsuit, who's going to be responsible? It's going to be be the company who has extended it. It's not Microsoft. (laughs) Interesting. yeah, so we get into the legal scenario as well in terms of who's going to be responsible. So obviously, it's not just the technical problem that we are dealing with. That's a uh, good
3: point.
2: Interesting, guys. If you guys don't have anything else on this one, then I get to the next one. No? Okay. Now, when you look at things such as trace method, trace method becomes very interesting concept in general. And this is where the traceability is going to be handy. Even the traceability in different industries is going to be very different. Here, the traceability that we are talking about, we are talking about traceability from the origin okay that's a very 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 serious traceability because you are literally tracing it from the origin so if we are talking about food then we are talking about farm (laughs) okay that's how it needs to be tracked so you know probably you are tying in with the agriculture in some of the industries such as pharma you are going to have the whole chain The way your serial numbers are going to be transferred across the product lifecycle, you need to track the entire chain and food as well. It's going to be as serious. It's just not the regulations are not as heavy as your pharma recall segment again the way this functionality is done it's mind blowing to be honest okay i really appreciate this functionality the way they have created so here i don't know whether you guys are able to notice or not you have the lot number which is tracked throughout the process you have the purchasing you have the finished good and then another finished good so you have the whole hierarchy that is being tracked and here if you look at the product you are looking at cashew oil you have the quantity and you have bunch of ledgers there there is a little deduction happening with the quantity so you need to track everything that is happening with the entire trail so this is almost very similar to your audit trail and that's how complex it gets and when you are talking about the legal boundaries between two different systems when you are talking about extension of the objects like with the traceability i don't know who's going to be legally responsible for these things you will only come to know when you are going to go to the court because that's when there, that's where the finger pointing is going to be once you get into that kind of problems but you are not going to know unless there is a problem that's why it's very very important to understand your contract and read those contracts to understand how this is going to play out in general your erp vendors are never going to mention this because otherwise you are not going to sign <laughs>
0: um
2: <laughs> okay more very interesting functionality here so you have the production bomb you have the unit of measure code and unit of measure code is a batch can you believe this um now this is very unique and um the way i have seen to be honest so they are obviously releasing in batch okay that's how the release process works in most of the food industry so you are talking about the whole batch the unit of measure so let's say I don't know, I mean, if you are, let's say, releasing 10 tubs. So I don't know if that is going to be one batch, 10 batch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that could be one reasoning that you need to probably account for in terms of your how your processes are going to be. But typically, you are releasing in batch because you need to track that batch based on your lot number. Each batch is going to have one lot number and that you need to trace across your processes. If you are not able to trace that, then you are going to get into the HESA compliance issues. That's why the whole batch is very important the way the batch functionality works. You also have things such as active lab version. There could be the testing requirements in between the process. And sometimes you need to track as part of your traceability uh, in terms of who approved, who uh, certified. Um, So you need to have that correlation as part of your batch. That's why it is uh, captured at the production bomb level. Then you have the gross weight. Uh, You have the expected output weight as well, which is again very unique and very interesting. You guys have any commentary here?
3: No, I mean, active. I mean, obviously they have a lab piece of the software, which is absolutely needed when you're talking about products that you're going to consume. Um, But uh, yeah, it's all uh, very interesting.
2: Yeah. Um, Okay. So some reviews here. So we have Bill. Bill is the IT director in the US and he is coming from food and beverage so he obviously did a great job in buying the right software 201 to roughly 500 employees uh, you know which is probably the right size for the software as well. So here they are saying just food provides a better value for a mid-tier product than anything else we looked at and this is coming from two years ago so which is very recent obviously. okay so here, uh, I am going to have to agree with bill Uh, in general, I think you know, if I were Will, probably I'll buy this stuff. So, here they are saying with the software having a foundation of Microsoft Dynamics 365 Business Central, you can be assured that the platform isn't going to go away anytime soon. Yes, that's a big concern. Okay, so when you have the financial pockets of Microsoft, you can definitely be assured. And that's why the financial uh, standing of your publisher is going to be one of the criteria that you need to keep in mind when you are evaluating the software. It's not just going to be the financial pockets, you also need to look at the product roadmap. Not every product uh, you know that is uh, supported by OEM will have the future. So you need to make sure that you are reviewing that as well. And sometimes it could be very hard to find these yeah. things unless you come from the industry. So here they are saying handle so many variations of situations has ensured minimal customization to meet our needs i am gonna have to agree just because they are getting a lot of food specific functionality now some of the cons uh, they are saying resources for much of the custom written parts that just food created are limited health resources okay so that's very common with any of the add-ons that you are going to have written by a software developer which was not like microsoft and the reason for that is because they are going to be short on funds, okay? You can only, either you can create the functionality or you can write the documentation. And, the, and writing code is far more fun than writing the documentation, okay? So why do you need to write the documentation? Because the other person who's going to take over will figure it out somehow, <laughs> okay? So that's how most software developers and the technical teams think. And this is going to be a huge risk for your implementation as well, because the technical team that you are hiring, they don't enjoy writing the documentation for the functionality that they might be developing so this is a serious issue in general with any of the add-ons that you are going to be buying so make sure you research on that now they are saying uh andy you have
3: a comment not well just i'm sure you're going to go there but it's interesting reading what the pros are which is rather not well not a lot of meat that's another pun there (laughs) um but i got it cons are
2: Yeah, I mean, I would not say this is scary and, you know, obviously I want to be fair with just food, Microsoft as well as AppChain as well. So this is probably going to be very common when you are going to have any sort of add-on that is not developed by the mainstream software developer. This is very, very, very common. Even some of the major publishers, they are going to be extremely poor at documenting. So again, you need to come from the industry to be able to understand, you know, which is the developer that does a good job of documentation. In general, companies like Microsoft, SAP, Oracle, they are probably going to be uh, at documentation. And the reason for that is because they are creating a horizontal product for the consulting. Okay. Um, So their documentation is going to be far more superior, but any add-on that you are going to add on top of that is probably going to have poor documentation because that is done by a VAR or ISV and they just don't have as much experience. Number one, number two, uh, they just don't have as much funds that they have to worry about the documentation. Typically, the product is only going to be used by their team. So they don't have to care for the document. I'm um, looking
3: at the second sentence in the con where it says implementation professionals are overburdened and that they have experienced a fairly high turnover rate of employees. That's a little bit scary.
2: You are right, and by the way, I means there is another point that you have to note, so even if a is controlling this product type the of time they this is probably going to be reliant on the same team, even if they have acquired because nobody else can support this product. No documentation guys can you believe this okay. wow. so you still have the same risk that you had before. And then they are talking about the warehouse logistics functionality in terms of managing delivery routes. Uh, weren't as flexible enough for us because, again, that is developed by the, the developer. They didn't have enough experience in creating the product. Um, Any other comments, guys?
0: Sam, when when did you say that this was uh, acquired by AppTeen? Uh, I, uh, I wonder if this, if some, I, I just wonder timing-wise because that's what I thought it was, but I'm curious if uh some of that functionality, um if that stock functionality uh, had been moved into Business Central at all, uh, or or I'm curious with that comment, because I thought uh, you had mentioned before that you thought that uh, possibly that was being handled in uh, Business Central.
2: So for the most part, the way Apteen corporate strategy is, I don't think they are going to do any sort of number one improvement on the product. Documentation improvement, forget about it, because the team that was dealing with this product before, they are probably still supporting that. Um, so, I don't think app team likes to improve the documentation of the product that it's not possible because the product is very guarded by five people that had developed this, yeah. <laughs> any other comments guys if not we'll move to the next one so here one more comment easy to use has accurate information about the inventory five years ago here this is a student in canada so i don't know how seriously to take this review to be food and beverage uh, uh, 500 2000 employees then uh, they are saying softwares food safety functionality includes complete lot traceability and quality audits offers real-time inventory management as well as Shipping and Logistics Management Just Food runs on the Microsoft Cloud Platform and provides the accessibility, scalability, readability that something, something. Uh, Running Just Food in the cloud provides lower cost of management, faster adoption of new capabilities, and allows you to focus on building your business, not on managing your technology. Um, A lot of BS, uh, not much meaningful as such. Um, So that's it uh, for the show. I have. Well, I think that
3: last that last quote um, it was from from a student, so he was probably pr- trying to impress his professor.
2: Exactly, and um, Andy is the professor, I guess. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, professor of humor. Yeah, <laughs> professor of humor. <laughs> Dave, go ahead. Do you have a comment?
0: No, no, I I, I didn't. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'm happy to kind of kick things off. I know we've got uh, Anders has uh another comment uh in here
2: uh, yeah uh do you want me to touch or do you want to touch and Dave do you want to go and touch uh, uh
0: yeah happy to read it I, I I don't necessarily have a response so maybe you do uh but Anders asks uh regarding the traceability the uh HACCP sensors are often tossed in with the fish and measure the temperature every few minutes does that uh mention any IoT capabilities Uh, to integrate with these sensors.
3: You would think, I mean, that's pretty, pretty specific, and you would think it must have the APIs for that purpose.
2: Well... API versus creating the IoT network are two different in general, okay? Every single product out there is probably going to have some sort of APIs. Right. Uh, Okay, so here, I think App Team has been acquiring a lot of different products in the IoT space, to be honest, okay? They have done a lot in the industry for Zero, so I don't know how integrated those products are going to be with this one, and I don't know if you are going to get everything that you're looking for, under from this product. Uh, You probably, if you are really into the OT scenario then you probably want to figure out your own architecture because you are going to have a lot more concerns than keeping everything inside ERP because ERP is probably trying to put everything in cloud but then you have far more risk and I don't know you know how much you want to sort of give it to your ERP vendor uh, overall in terms of the risk when you are going to have the whole machine controlled by a software (laughs) so OT is very risky in general the way OT works So I don't know, I mean, whether you want to sort of create your own architecture or you want to rely on an ERP to be controlling your routine.
3: Is there any comment in their marketing materials about MES at all, Sam?
2: Not for this product, I guess. They have MES for the other one, I think. And I mean, they are going to brand MES, even if they are going to have some sort of add-on on on top of ERP. But for the most part, um, I doubt if they really have the real MES capabilities. Uh, Dave, you have a comment you are...
0: Uh, I just I was looking on the Aptian website um, and they do have an article, a blog article here. uh, Just skimming it quickly, it doesn't sound like maybe uh, they have a full-fledged solution in terms of tying the IoT uh, into um, into this into this particular solution. They they don't call it out by name, but they do reference uh, kind of it as a category. So interesting reading. Um, I'll I will put it in the um I'll put it in the comments in case anybody is interested to uh to dig into this further. But it looks like it'll be an interesting read after the fact.
2: Okay, amazing. Any other comments, guys? No. If not, then that's it for today. If you join for the first time, this was part of our industry series for which we meet every Tuesday at five thirty PM Eastern. We review one product or the solution. So make sure you guys are going to be here next week. We are gonna come back with another solution or we the... Oh. i got one
3: comment for you, Sam. This is just an end to show here with. Yeah. You know, we were talking about recipes versus bill of materials and that the salespeople will sometimes change the word, the bomb, to say recipe and yeah. try to convince you it's, uh, <laughs> it's for, for process or, or food or whatever the case. So what's the difference between a car salesman and an ERP salesman?
2: And Dave knows the answer for that question.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: not, not me. Not me. <laughs> Our children knows he's lying to <laughs> Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Could not agree more, Andy, on that, to be honest. Okay, thank you so much for the joke. Yes, uh, the ERP sales people have never implemented an ERP. You have to talk to the person who has implemented because those are the people who are gonna support. Or control. the people that have already <laughs> implemented the customers. Exactly, exactly. They are the only ones who will know it. On that note, uh, once again, thanks uh, guys for tuning in tonight. I'll see you in the next one. Thanks, Sam.
3: Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Sam. Nice to see you, Dave.
2: You too, Andy. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show, for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up learnings from our guests, and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to learn more about Dave Chrysler, head over to the Chrysler Club. It's D H E C R Y S L E R dot C L U B. If you want to learn more about Andy Patico, head over to essoft.com. com. It's E S S O F T dot com